You're listening to How to Sweat Less, Episode 5, with your host, Megan Cameron. Welcome to How to Sweat Less, the podcast where we empower you with insight, inspiration, and humor on your journey to sweating less and loving yourself along the way. Hello, my friends. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened this morning. My son woke up and he had a stomach ache. And what's interesting, I find, is that this is kind of a common occurrence with both my kids, but specifically today, my son. And I, I said, honey, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I have a tummy ache. He said, I'm sick. Like, okay. I said, well, let's get you ready for school, get you dressed, have breakfast and see how you feel. You got to go to school today. You've got a Christmas concert. It's important. You don't want to miss that. You've been working hard for it. So he's like, okay. So I go and do my own thing. He comes upstairs. Uh, he starts fighting with his sister. Common occurrence, siblings, rivalries. I walk away and start blow drying my hair and I hear him yelling. Okay, well, he's just having a fight with his sister. I'm going to leave it alone because it's going to set me off. Continue blow drying my hair and he just gets louder and louder and louder. I turn off the blow dryer, go into the kitchen and I look at him and I said, what is wrong? And he looks at me, yells at me and says, I was trying to talk to you. I was doing my own thing. I was yelling back at him because I was reactionary, right? I was frustrated. And I said, I was doing my own thing, taking care of me. I'm allowed to do that. And I tap the wall and walk away out of frustration. And I go back to doing what I was doing. As I'm blow drying my hair again, all of these thoughts come to my mind. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I react that way? Why did I yell at him? And then I had these immense feelings of guilt. Well, that doesn't help the situation. And I just continue to have all of these thoughts in my head, having literally having a full conversation with myself in my mind, like an emotional roller coaster. So I finished doing what I was doing, calm down, and then go back out. And he continues getting ready for school. We go outside. And as I'm walking him to the bus, I said, if you continue to have act like this or feel this way, you're going to have a bad day. And I use those words because those are the words that he often uses is, mom, I had a bad day. And that's how he verbalizes it. So I, I said, you're going to have a bad day. And I said, can, you, can we do some feelings work? And I always like to ask permission, even with my kids, as I do with my clients, because it can be quite intimate and quite emotional. And it's sometimes hard for people to, to do the feelings work and go into the body. So I asked permission. He's like, no, not right now. So I respected that. And I said, okay, can I just give you some tools? And I said, when I feel emotional for whatever reason, I, before I react, I tend to like to breathe. So I take a couple of deep breaths and get, and that gets me back into my body. And then I think of Taylor Swift and her song, Shake It Off, and I shake my entire body. So I said, do you think that that's something that you could do? And as I'm saying it, he takes this giant breath and breathes in 
breeze out and I could just see his, his whole body just settling. And then as we're waiting for the bus, I, I said, okay, now let's try shaking it, shaking it off, shake the entire body. And I'm like, let's start with our fingers. Even if you can just do your fingers, shake those. So he shook his fingers and I shook them with him. And I'm like, and then I shook my entire body. And then his sister shook her entire body. And then I picked up his little legs and I shook his legs. And I'm like, now shake your ears, shake your tongue, shake your eyes. And I could just see him getting lighter and lighter. And he starts to giggle and his whole, everything just shifted for him. And I was able to help him, his nervous system, relax. Because a lot of it is, is your, the nervous system, the body's natural reaction. I call them emotions. It's sensations in the body, which is what, what he was trying to describe to me this morning was the stomach ache, the sensation in the body that he referred to as being sick. But I think that it was, it was more like this tension and he didn't know what he was feeling and what was causing this sensation. So he just called it being sick. So what happens is our bodies react to something that we have thought and this story that we have in our minds. And then there's this, this reaction to it. And we, we don't know what's causing it. We just know that there's a sensation in the body. Now, what often happens is that we are not taught how to feel our emotions. And Feeling is the ability that most of us need to learn because we're taught by the media and social conditioning to escape those emotions. So, for example, I'm, I like to buffer escape with food. And that's, that's immediately kind of where I went to this morning as well. Like I, I wanted to have when I was feeling this anxiousness, frustration, guilt, I immediately wanted to go to the fridge and grab something to eat to help me to feel better. Like we're even taught that positive emotions aren't enough by themselves and that we need to be heightened by even purchasing things. And that's, that's a way for us to escape these emotions as well. It's another form of buffering is to buy things to grab food, to have sex, to gamble. These are all forms of buffering, escaping emotions, that uncomfortableness. So there are three main things that we do with uncomfortable emotions. First, we tend to resist them. And this is confusing because so many of us think that resisting emotions is the same as feeling, but it creates no relief. And a great example of this is I thought that I was allowing my emotions. The other day when I was being coached by one of my coaches, I, I went and did some feelings work because I was feeling disgust. I had a thought that my sweat was, I, I had a thought about sweat and it made me feel disgusting. And so I I gave permission for my coach to help me through some of this, the feelings that were coming up for me, the sensations. So I went into my body and I felt the sensation of like pain in my chest and a lump in my throat. 
and I'm working through this, well, what I thought was allowing these emotions in my body. And then I kept wanting to go to my, to my mind, to my brain and be like, okay, well, you're feeling this pain in my chest because you're sweating or you're feeling this tension in your throat because, and I just kept like doubling down on the story that I was telling myself that was creating the emotion of disgust and thinking that, that I could think my way into allowing this emotion to go through my body. So what ended up happening is instead of allowing the emotion, I was resisting it. And as I was resisting it, I felt even worse. I felt my, I, I wanted to run, you know, get into that, you know, fight or flight or freeze. I felt like running. So I had, my body was very antsy. I felt like I had ants in my pants. My skin was crawling. I wanted to rip my skin off. And then I just sat in that. And then I kept wanting to go to my brain and my thoughts. And then I would pull myself back into this sensation. And it just felt so uncomfortable. And I kept thinking uncomfortable is bad. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. And what was happening is that feeling uncomfortable helps us to grow, to expand, to increase our ability to allow emotions. And what I was doing is instead of allowing, I was trying to control. So I'm like, no, I don't want to feel this way. I'm going to try to control it and resist it. It's like pushing down a beach ball in water. The more you resist it, the tireder you get. And eventually those emotions just explode, like the ball pops out of the water. And it becomes like, I would call it like an anxiety attack. It was, if we wanted to label it as, you know, what somebody might label it as, if you go to a psychiatrist or psychologist, it, it felt like that. And I'm like, no wonder people do not want to manage their emotions. No wonder people don't want to feel. So I, I didn't recognize in the moment that that's what was happening, that I was resisting it. I thought that was allowing. That's what allowing emotions look like. But truthfully, that was what resisting emotions felt like and looked like in the body. So the more that I was in my head, doubling down on the story that caused me to feel disgust, the more I tried to control my response to it. So later on after that, I did some more work on it. And I talked with my coach again. And I said, no wonder people don't want to do this because it's hard. It's gross. And I hate it. How could I possibly encourage my clients to do the same? And she said, okay, explain it to me. Talk to me about it. So in, when I wasn't in the moment, I was able to observe what my body was doing and what it felt like. And that's when I truly realized that I was trying to control it, these emotions and sensations in the body, and, and not actually allow them to pass. And she said, if you're truly allowing these emotions, then it takes about 90 seconds for them to pass through the body. 
I'm like, well, that didn't feel like 90 seconds. In fact, I'm still going through it. She's like, no, you were doubling down on the story that caused you to feel anxious or these sensations in the body. So the way that you truly allow, which I'm still working on to this day because, you know, it's not something that comes to us naturally unless you were raised to allow your emotions, then you feel the sensations in the body. So when I felt that tightness in my chest, instead of being like, hmm, I wonder what's causing this tightness in my chest and going to my mind and my thoughts, I needed to sit with a sensation and just observe it. Observe what my body is sensing, feeling. So, okay, well, my body, there's this sensation of tightness and then describe it. There's sensation in my throat of like a ball and then describe it. So instead of actually being in it and identifying as whatever it is that's going on, you just describe it as a sensation, as what it is in the body. My skin feels like it's moving. The tightness in my chest is a round ball. It's pink. It's purple. And then just allowing that helps it to just pass through the body and then disappear. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't have that anxious, an anxious feeling again, that same sensation. But the more you practice that, the easier it gets to recognize and allow those emotions. Now, here's the thing. The whole key to all of this is to allow emotions and know that the worst thing that can happen, at least where I am in North America, and for most people in North America, not all, but I am safe, right? So this, the brain, we have two different parts to our brain. One is the animal brain, which is telling us that these emotions mean life or death. So if you're feeling this way, you could die. And that's just because, you know, back in caveman days, cave person days, we, that, that was true. That actually was a thing that these, uh, we would use these emotions to make sure that we were going to survive. So we would, we would get anxious when we saw like a, whatever it is that might be threatening our lives and some sort of animal, then we would just be like, okay, we feel this. That means I have to run. But now we don't necessarily need that. So as long as physically you know that you're safe, we also need to communicate that emotionally to know that we are safe. So if I feel anxious about something, and, and I'll say, let's use the example of excessive sweating. So I'm in a room and there are people around me that I don't know and I feel really uncomfortable. And by feeling uncomfortable, I have the sensation in my body of uncomfortable. So my stomach tightens up and I start to sweat. That's my body's reaction to whatever I am thinking based on my experiences. So my, my stomach starts to hurt and I start to sweat. So then here's where we have the choice. We, if you have something like hyperhidrosis, 
and your body just sweats for no reason, that's what the body is doing. But here's where you have the control is that if you're in a scenario where your body is sweating for no reason, that means like it's not because you've had a thought about it. It's not because of what's going on around you. You could just literally be sitting at a computer and the body sweats. That's part of hyperhidrosis, this excessive sweating condition. Then what often happens is that because, especially if you've grown up with it, if it's been something that you've had for your entire life, like me, then because of the experiences you've had about that sweat in the past, and even if you haven't had those experiences, somebody else might have and expressed their experiences to you. So you've been, you have this story in, in your mind about what excessive sweating means. So you start to sweat and instead of it being you recognizing that it is just the body excreting liquid, then we start to say, I'm excessively sweating. This means somebody might notice there's something wrong with me. I'm disgusting. Well, this is going to be embarrassing. I, I don't like my body. We make it mean a whole bunch of different things based on our experiences or what we've learned from society or like media, this conditioning, right? So then what happens is we have an emotional response, like a feeling based on the story, the thoughts that we're telling ourselves about sweat, about our body sweating. So now what usually happens? And if you pay attention to this next time that you sweat, is is your body sweats more because you know you're increasing your heart rate your your body is naturally reacting and it's called like stress sweat so what once was hyperhidrosis and your body sweating for no reason is now doubled the amount of sweat because you're having an emotional reaction to sweating so there is where we we can control parts of the sweat. That's what coaching is all about. That's what mind management is all about. So there is treatments for hyperhidrosis, this uh, sweating condition, but the treatments work on the body. They don't work on the mind. So even if you have these treatments and you're, you stop sweating, you're already have all of these experiences from your past about sweat so that even if you're you're not sweating you may think that you are and have all of those emotions still come up for you because the scenarios where you would have been sweating emotionally you're still going to have so when you're sitting at your computer and you've treated hyperhidrosis so you no longer sweat, you may still be thinking, I'm going to sweat, I'm going to sweat. And then you have that reaction. Oh, that means something wrong with me. I'm, you get stressed about it. You have all of these thoughts about it. So it's so important to work on the, the mind management as well 
as a treatment for excessive sweating if you are diagnosed with hyperhidrosis. So that's, that's really what I've been trying to emphasize to people in my community is that if you don't work on the mind just as much as you work on the physical aspects, you will, you're going to have to do both things to help yourself if that's what you want. It, depend, it all depends on your goals, right? So sweating less is very much achievable if you can recognize the mental management as well as the physical management. So let's get back to the different ways we can react to our emotions. So one of them is, is reacting. And so you react to people. So by you react with your emotions. So reacting is another way that people like to describe feelings. So resistance, we covered that one. And that's where you tend to, re- actually, I don't even know if we did that one. So there's first one is resistance. So there are three main things that we do to, with uncomfortable emotions. Number one, we tend to resist them. And this is confusing because so many of us think that resisting emotions is the same as feeling, but it's, it creates no relief. So we did cover that one. And it's the difference between opening the door of an emotion or holding it shut like that beach ball, right? You push that beach ball down into the water and it just eventually blows up. The, they both might seem productive, but resistance just creates more tension and perpetuates the emotion. So it just makes you feel worse and worse and worse. And then they're reacting. Reacting is another way that people like to describe this feeling. So yelling or screaming or crying, like my son yelled at me, And I yelled back at him out of frustration and crying, but it's not the same as feeling. When we act out our emotions, we seem to be releasing something and feeling something, but we're often just acting them out and not processing our feel or feeling them at all. So that's when I had this with my daughter. Perfect example. She also reacts, but instead of her yelling, it's usually in the form of crying. Once she starts crying, she's almost unconsolable because she keeps reliving this story over and over again in her head of what was causing her to feel whatever she was feeling. And eventually she tires herself out. That's usually what happens. She just tires herself out. But the mind, the breath work, if we can get, if I can get her to do that, helps and the shaking it off helps because the body's nervous system is so heightened. So that's how we can kind of help with the body work. So feeling doesn't look like acting. Feeling is something you can do sitting on a chair and experiencing a subtle vibration. So when I was being coached, my coach looked at me and, and I was telling her about how I was feeling, what was going on in my body. And she's like, you know, I never would have guessed because my whole nothing changed physically. It was just all internal. So our culture has made avoiding emotion quite easy and acceptable. The two most common ways people avoid emotions is by overeating, overdrinking, and working. So then that's the other one is avoiding. We avoid our emotions by buffering. The majority of 
people that I work with don't realize that they're doing it. And that's why I want to communicate this to you guys, because there's a big difference between feeling and avoiding. And when you become more conscious of these feelings, we'll spend you spend much more time observing yourself. And this may be awkward and not come easily. It's, it's simple to understand, but it, it may not be easy. And if you're afraid of feeling, remember they're harmless. The worst thing that can happen is an emotion. A feeling is simply a vibration and nothing more. Feelings can be felt without taking any action or reacting at all. So when you move into a place when you're starting to allow those emotions and not react, allowing is a skill you have to learn and practice. It's not the same as reacting to an emotion. It's not the same as resisting. It's not the same as pretending it's not there. Let's say, for example, you're feeling angry. When you allow the feeling of anger without resisting, reacting, or avoiding, You'll notice it by observing with compassion. So for me, when I was feeling that anger because my son was yelling at me, and then I reacted and yelled and then came back and just (laughs) felt so guilty and belittled myself in my mind, that wasn't allowing the emotion. That was me having no compassion for myself and just criticizing and judging myself. That was just more emotions, more reacting. And it wasn't allowing. The easiest way to do this, so I'm going to give you a way to do this at home. The easiest way to do this is to describe the emotion in detail. Write it down. You don't even have to be around anybody. Write it down and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Where is it in my body? And how do I know I am feeling it rather than another emotion? What is specific about this one? Then instead of trying to get rid of it, breathe it in. Allow it by opening your heart up to it and move towards it. Know that you can handle the emotion. It's just a vibration in your body. And if you can't even get yourself to this point to drop down into that body, try just shaking it. It could just be It could be that your nervous system is so, I hate to use the word triggered, but your your emotional tolerance is so small that you can't even get to this place. Try breathing it in and shaking the body and telling yourself you are safe and that, and then make sure that you feel safe because that is another important factor. If you don't feel safe, then it's really hard to know that you're safe. And then often you will feel your body wanting to tighten up against it. And that's okay, just release it. And let the emotion be heavy or buzz or vibrate or agitate. Whatever the emotion needs to be in your body, allow it without suffering. And as soon as you're observing and describing the emotion, feel yourself soften. Accept the emotion without judgment and notice. And I promise you, these skills are the most important thing you will ever learn. Because if you can, if you can allow yourself to feel any emotion, 
anything, and I promise you anything is possible, no matter what conditions you have, whatever disabilities you have, whatever it is in your life, if you can allow yourself to feel any emotion, it's the key to opening yourself up to possibilities and achieving your goals. If you have any questions, message me, go to empoweredbysweat.com. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. Set up a consultation for free and we can work together. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, head over to empoweredbysweat.com for more information about our coaching, community, and clothing.